I just wanted to um, one say a really quick thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is the first episode you're listening to. Be sure to uh, check us out at Overcoming PC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the Overcoming Podcast with Caleb Van Dorn on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, uh, and twitch.tv slash Caleb Van Dorn for the weekly live broadcast when we do bring those back after the end of our technical difficulties. Uh, I'm kind of recording this here at the beginning just because I want to, uh, one, say a quick sorry to, uh, I guess, Matthew. Uh, the first five minutes of our conversation appeared to have been corrupted uh, due to a crash uh, in the tablet. Uh, that we are doing the recording on. And so uh, all the good stuff is still there, but there's a couple of things I wanted to clear out of the way, right? So Matthew is currently in a band, uh, Lost Harbor. They're performing this Saturday, November 18th at the Icon Event Hall and Lounge, downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, They're performing with Ghost Cat and uh, a a whole litany of other local bands that are really, really exciting. Uh, It's going to be a really, really great show. Be sure to check them out 100%. It's going to be $8 uh, per person at the door. Doors open at 8 p.m. The show starts at 9 p.m. So if you're looking for something to do this Saturday, uh, November 18th, be sure to check out their show at the Icon Event Hall and Lounge, downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Also, be sure to check them out. Uh, they've dropped two signal singles now on their Facebook, I mean on uh, their YouTube um, they're also available on all your major streaming services, so be sure to check out the band Lost Harbor. Uh, it's going to be pretty great. And um, their EP officially drops on Saturday, so be sure if you can buy it, buy it. Uh, or show up to the show, buy some merch, buy the EP. Um, and if not, be sure to listen to it uh, wherever it is available. So uh, that's uh, just a little quick housekeeping there uh once again i apologize to matthew and uh and so the reason that you're uh, hearing this instead of seeing us talk is because of that and as a quick aside um when the actual video starts up here my face will no longer be shown because the source of the crash was the webcam while we were recording that showed my face and so um to ensure that i could get you the great content I decided that you don't get to see my face and you just get to hear my voice for this episode and uh, probably any episode in the future for as long as we're waiting on uh, getting uh, my tech stuff taken care of. Uh, be sure to comment uh, on whatever, wherever you're hearing this. Tell me how you like this format. Tell me how you like the show. I definitely want to hear from you. So I thank you very much for listening, and uh, let's get into Matthew talking about the writing process. We're recording. Okay, so Matthew's going to tell us uh, a little bit more about that that writing process uh, here in a moment. Uh, just FYI, my vid- my face is no longer here because apparently my tablet hates me, and so I'm going to stop recording my face so it doesn't crash again. So that's why there is no more of my face if you're watching this on video. <laughs> Well, according to according to you, I'm the one that looks good. So, oh, you I don't look know, way I don't better. I feel. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. that but. Uh, anyone who happens to watch this and uh, and feels the need to um, to comment, uh, comment on the awesomeness of Matthew's beard. 
is it's a legendary level beard. So I don't sure know. I don't know. In the it's not that good yet. It'll get there. You've got a couple spots right here that need to thicken up a little bit. But. All right. So uh, go back into the uh, the writing process there for it. Right. So um, we've all been in bands. You know, plenty of plenty of them. Um, mo- I mean, <clears throat> Nick and I especially. Uh, I'm vocalist and guitarist. Nick is Nick Roach is the other vocalist and guitarist. We've both been in. Oh goodness, more bands than we can count together, but um, but never working together. And so um, we really wanted to make this project something that was well thought out, um, something that we had... Yeah, I mean, every band works hard, but we wanted to work harder. Uh, we wanted to work harder than either of us had ever done before. Um, we wanted to work harder than... Uh, what the other artists around here and frankly everywhere else were um, we wanted to you know you always hear about bands that um, you know like for instance My Chemical Romance when they did um, when they did Black Parade it was it ended up being 14 tracks but they had over 30 songs mm-hmm. that they were working with um, you hear that a lot about you know more seasoned, veteran, mature bands, and we wanted to do that. We wanted to not be a rookie band. We didn't want to be, you know, all right, we well, we got five songs written, let's play a show and be, in, you know, half-ass it and, you know, start start gaining some, you know, popularity that way. We wanted to just come out and, I mean, we're dropping the EP that we, you know, we spent, a, you know, six months working on songs, had 15 songs, whittled them down to five you know, used elements of those other ten to, you know, get the five that we were going to have. Uh, even while we were in the studio working with um, Art Diaz from the lab studio in Sioux Falls, working with him and getting his input on how to make those songs better, um, you know, just really going over everything with a fine-tooth comb. Because um, this, this Saturday we've got the EP uh, that we're dropping, uh, we have merch. Um, we, I mean, we have everything. Uh, we've been working on these songs in this capacity for the last nine months, um, and this is our first show. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's it's really something that we didn't want to be playing catch up. You know, we've all been in bands that, you know, get going. Um, and you don't have anything you you play your first show and you don't have any music you don't have any merch it's just hey here we are well you know a facebook page only does you so much um you know if you mm-hmm. if you've got shirts to sell you've got uh an album for people to download i mean that's that's going to do a lot more about getting getting you stuck in people's heads yeah. and uh, and coming back and actually building a following so oh, yeah, that's definitely. um yeah. that's where we're at Past experience allows you to to get off on the right foot. Um, same's true of uh, starting businesses, um, like starting any any venture. Uh, you, you look at the past failed ones or the past semi-successful ones, and uh, and you see the mistakes you had, and um, and how like you can rectify those right from the start. So mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Um, Definitely. Like I. Uh, I haven't been listening to much music lately, um, but I will definitely give 
your two tracks to listen. I hope to be there on Saturday. I'm not sure if my wife and I can afford it. <laughs> but, it's all good, man. I, I know that life, I have two little girls. I, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, but if anyone else out there is listening uh, and hears this and decides that they want a really, really awesome place to be on Saturday night, $8 a person, uh, Lost Harbor, uh, a bunch of other bands, um, it'll be really, it'll be a great show. Uh, I've seen Matthew perform before. Uh, like going to see Lost Harbor will be enough. Uh, plus you, you know, that's worth the eight dollars. Plus you get all the other bands too. So well, well, and if you if you think about it, my grandparents are coming. So unless you want uh, you know, unless you want my seventy two and seventy four year old grandparents to be cooler than you, then yeah, you should go. <laughs> exactly. Be be cooler than Matthew's grandparents. Uh, or as as cool at least as, as cool, cool. <laughs> so yeah so um so if you're joining us for the first time um and like not like there's a whole ton of episodes before this but if you are joining us for the first time the the thesis of this podcast is all about people who have um faced struggles in their life or uh, are currently facing struggles in their life uh things that have held them back from achieving what they want uh, from achieving success in the things that they want to achieve in. And so that may be business, that may be family life, that may be uh, school, um, like it might be a marriage, it might be like um, brother-sister relation, like it, it can be anything, um, anything that you want to achieve success in. And, there may, and I'm finding people who have had a struggle that has prevented them from achieving success in the thing that they want a success in. And, and that they found a way to um, overcome that to to battle that struggle to come out on top uh, to continue coming out on top uh, and find success despite it and so uh, and now I'll turn it over to you Matthew uh, we're gonna say uh, what what's uh, one like the biggest or one of the biggest struggles that you faced um, and that's kind of held you back um, in your life um <laughs> I've I've gone through a lot when it comes to stuff like that, but I think um, I think probably the the biggest struggle that I've dealt with in my life is you know without um, without any sort of attempt to assassinate character here, but um, my my failed marriage. Um, mm-hmm. but, and and I you know some people have a problem with that phrasing failed marriage and. I mean, that's realistically what it is. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Um, you know, some people say that, they, <laughs> that they've learned more from getting divorced than they ever did, uh, more about marriage from getting divorced than they ever did while they were married, and I think that's um, entirely true. <laughs> I know it's true for me. Um, I can say with absolute certainty that um, going through that, uh, made me a better man as far as man of God. Um, it made me better um, as far as just a friend. Um, made me better as a dad. It made me, in my opinion, a better musician. Um, there, realistically, the last the last seven to eight years of my life have been encompassed by the struggle of going from being. Uh, in a band that toured the country, so on and so forth, blah, 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 um, to married kids, to 
struggling within marriage to the marriage dissolving, her leaving, filing for divorce, going through that divorce process, um, and all of the you know different emotions that go along with that, uh, to getting back into music and now you know being where I'm at today. Um, and and I mean, really, what it comes down to is, um, what 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 it's taught me. The best thing that it's taught me, in my opinion, is how to, you know, understand that I can't control other people, uh-huh. um, and you know, that's that's helped me be a better dad. You know, understanding that I can't control my daughters, but I can guide them. Um, okay. It's helped me with you know the relationship with my ex-wife. We get along better now than we did while we were married, and I think a lot of that has to do with what we've learned through that divorce process and now co-parenting. Um, I'm a lot more patient with her uh, mm-hmm. now because of that. Um, I'm patient with other people, my friends, uh, acquaintances, you know, brand new people that I meet. I'm a lot more forgiving. Um, or more gracious when it comes to stuff like that. And it sounds like I'm talking myself up here, but I mean, it, it's just one of those things where um, I think that a, a really good um, metaphor for this, I remember there was a professional football player from the Eagles that was caught on film saying the N-word, and um, he, I forget who it was, but Michael Vick was on the team at the time, and this was, you know, long after the uh, trouble that he had, but um, he was the first person to come out and say, hey, you know, guy made a mistake, and, you know, he knows what he did was wrong, and he knows that he can't do that anymore, and I'm going to support him. He's my teammate. He's a good friend of mine. I love him, and I'm going to be here for him. You know, I, I thought it was really interesting, the dichotomy of reactions that um, – African-American football players on his own team had in response to that. Um, But I thought that the way that Michael Vick handled that was the way, you know, someone should, um, you know, be giving grace with that and and being understanding that we're all human and Mm -hmm. we make mistakes. And Michael Vick is, you know, everybody knows about the whole dogfighting thing with him and all the trouble he got into. And I mean, to me it just goes to show when you've when you've messed up and people know you've messed up and you've been forced to uh, kind of confront that confront your sin so to speak um, it gives you a different perspective on other people's uh, and I think that that's in my opinion the best thing that I've learned from from the struggle of you know having a failed marriage and it's it's taught me to really really give people the benefit of the doubt, really give people uh, some patience and some grace, um, even if I don't think they deserve it. Because, um, you know, what it, it comes down to it, how I'm feeling about the situation isn't necessarily always the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, our perception, the, there's, a, there's a big thing in the business world um, that you know, the phrase is perception is reality. <clears throat> and... Um, that's not the truth. Um, our, our reality is shaped by our perception, but just because that's how we perceive it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the truth. Because um, how we perceive things depends a lot on our feelings, and yeah. 
I mean, the thing about your feelings is your feelings can lie to you. Your feelings are kind of stupid. Because um, if you think about it, if you've ever had a bad dream where you were falling or being chased or, you know, whatever, you wake up scared. You feel scared. Well, your feelings are based entirely in fantasy. There's no truth to how you're feeling, but that's how you feel. And you wake up and you're scared and you have to dig through that fear. You have to dig through the feeling of fear to get to the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is none of that was real. And you're in your bed or on a couch or lazy boy or whatever. And you're, and you're okay. You're fine. You're safe. Um, and I think, I think that's the biggest thing, not only for people in general, um, but anyone who wants to be uh, socially active, politically active, what have you, a lot of people get into this, uh, and, and especially in relationships and, and what have you, people get so bogged down by how they're feeling about a situation or how they're feeling about a person or whatever, and they don't take the time to dig through how they're feeling to find the truth of it. And that's where you get into trouble is you're, yeah. re- you're reacting based on your feelings as opposed to responding based on the truth of yeah. what's really happening in real life. So, yeah. so things, <laughs> Sorry, just yeah. some things for my audience there I, I, I want to add. Um, just a reminder, uh, like based on things I've learned over the past couple of years, um, just a reminder, uh, all emotions have a purpose. So if you're, if you're feeling an emotion... Um, don't just suppress it. Just right, as FYI. Exactly. Um, like all emotions have a purpose, uh, but, uh, they might be lying to you. Uh, exactly. well, naturally the emotion might not be lying to you. Uh, uh, your thoughts and interpretations about a situation is probably what's triggering that emotion, probably what lying to you. So, um, something to consider, uh, especially in your relationships and about your emotions and things like that is, um, check your judgments, check your facts. Uh, check what you know to be true, um, and, and figure out what those things are. Figure out what your interpretations and assumptions are, um, and remember that um, uh, the only thing you can know for certain is what you observe. Uh, you can only know your own thoughts, and you can only know what you can see with your in here, and um, and so um, if it can't be observed, uh, then you can't know it. So. Um, so I, I think that that's something that uh, uh, sorry I, I think I just saw an eye roll, eye roll there. Uh, well, there, there's but, but, there's, what, there, there's things that you can know that you can't observe as well. I mean, I've never I've never observed any um, you know any of the wonders of the world or anything like that, but I know they exist. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay. What I mean by that is, uh, but they can be observed. Is, right. is is what I mean, like that, like it's right. a physical thing in the world, um, like and that's, so. That's fair. So be sure, like that's I said, fair. to uh, I said always, uh, always check, check the facts of of any situation, especially uh, in relationships, um, and because uh, right. your your emotions your emotions can trick you a little bit, which I, I think is really really important here, um, and you can kind of trick yourself. So always always check the facts and check your judgments. And assumptions at the door, which I, I think is something that um, Matthew was touching on here, uh, which was very much uh, the fact that that since he's gone through this, uh, he's much more able to to check his judgments at the door, um, uh, to recognize that uh, that everyone fucks up, uh, and you can't necessarily know you can't know right. someone's heart, uh, you can't know someone's thoughts, 
and um, and so uh, your judgments about them uh, because of the things that you think and not the things you observe can be drastically skewed. Um, one thing I kind of want to go back to a little bit here, Matthew, is um, because I want people who are hearing this who are going through perhaps similar situations um, who aren't quite sure what to do next. Um, and and so I like, I like to talk to people, like I said, who have overcome struggles so that people who are going through similar struggles can kind of uh, get at least a little bit of a blueprint and start to understand, well, what can I do uh, to to get over this this thing that's hurting me or holding me back? Um, yeah. And I know it's probably going to be a little bit a little bit painful, but going back to um, kind of the last uh, let's go six months of your marriage, um, and and uh, and I, I guess time frame here is probably like the three months before um, your wife would leave. Right, because uh, I'm assuming the marriage lasted after that, but uh, maybe like the few months beforehand, uh, what kind of your life was like and, and how you were approaching that, uh, what the first few months after that were, um, and, and kind of how you went through that, and, and kind of the things you did, um, and then maybe what, having gone through it now, looking back, you wish you had done. Um, not sure. necessarily to save that marriage, but but possibly to save save the marriage if it was salvageable. But even if, like, it, not necessarily to save the marriage, but just to ease that transition more and maybe come yeah. to, to accept the fact that this wasn't going to work earlier, um, or, or maybe you did accept it early on, or maybe and you wish you held on, uh, kind of walk us through that a little bit. Sure. Well, um, first, uh, to help segue into this, um, I've dealt with... Um, depressive episodes and depression um, ever since I was 13, mm -hmm. um, which I'm 29 now. So um, something like this, pretty prone to, to having those episodes. And mm -hmm. um, so, so just to kind of lay a base on that, because I know that this type mm -hmm. of situation uh, creates depression for people, whether, you know, whether it be situational or if it's something that's, that they've dealt with before mm -hmm. and yeah. you know it's coming Definitely. coming back well, uh, with a with a vengeance so. yeah well it's something it's a big event that's going to trigger emotions and your emotions yeah. have a purpose and your emotions often are very valid and so being very being sad and experiencing depression because your marriage is ending is an okay feeling to have oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um my 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 mentor um which i'll get a little bit more into that in a second, but my mentor always says that, you know, feelings are neither good nor bad, they just are. Uh, oftentimes, yep. they're, oftentimes they're messengers for something, and we need to figure out what they're trying to tell us. So, um, he, oh, yeah. I think you and I think you and he would get along really well, <laughs> because you're kind of saying the same thing, just with some different words. So, oh yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, well, just to to give the abridged version, um, mm -hmm. essentially what, what, what it boils down to with um, my marriage was that uh, she and I had a lot of communication issues. Um, and we tried to, kind of subconsciously, we tried to um, kind of use 
the two things that we were good at doing together, which was, um, well, three things. We were good at raising our kids. We had always agreed on how to raise our kids. Um, so we would kind of bond together over that. Um, we were really good at budgeting and finances and working together on that and had similar ideas of how to work on that. So we would do that together and really, like, drive that home mm. and tithe and, you know, save and this, that, and the other thing. Um, and we'd have sex. Um, and we'd kind of use that one as a Band-Aid whenever we, you know, looking back at it, I can say we kind of used sex as a Band-Aid when, um, you know, we were having a fight or whatever, um, kind of do the makeup sex thing, but then the issue still wasn't resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our communication issues stemmed from uh, our expectations of, how relationships outside of the marriage would work. For example, um, I mean, realistically, she would um, she had no problem cutting people out of her life. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I maintained friendships with lots of different people, male and female. She didn't understand that. Um, she didn't understand the types of um, relationships that I had previous to meeting her, um, especially with females. Um, Mm -hmm. she also had a bit of an addictive personality in so far as, um, you know, used to be a partier before, you know, we were both Christians and what have you. Um, and so she didn't, even after, you know, we got married uh, really young, but even after, uh, we were both 21, she didn't want to go out and have a drink with me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, have a drink with me, friends, what have you. Um, and, you know, I think that the issue with that was that she basically took, you know, the addictiveness that she had and just stayed away from it. She didn't actually address it. Um, and and that was kind of what a lot of our communication problems were, too, was she didn't actually ad- she want to address things. She just wanted to push them away. and. Mm-hmm. Don't don't talk about them. Um, and I'm yeah. trying not to make this sound like it was all her fault because it definitely wasn't. Um, yeah. She wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good husband. We both did plenty of things that we shouldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. So at any rate, this all kind of culminated. Um, I had an affair, um, which I have to struggle to not qualify that and say, well, it was an emotional affair. I didn't do anything physical. Eh, it's same issue. Um this kind of came out, and we separated for three months. And during that three months, what I did um, as a Christian, I poured myself into the Bible in this men's group that I started going to, which is where I met my mentor, Chris. Um, he had kind of gone through what I'd been going through, almost exact type of situation, um, a year and a half ahead of me. So he had firsthand knowledge you know, had just been there. Um, and th- and that's the biggest thing that I think anyone who's going through that type of situation can do to actually help themselves is find an older, wise individual. doesn't have to be, you know, if you're a male, you find a male. doesn't have to be if you're a female, find a female. I recommend that because that's what I believe, but that's not necessarily um, what I think has to happen. Um, 
but that's that's the number one thing. I mean, whether you believe in a religion or not, um, find a mentor, find a counselor, yeah. uh, somebody yeah. that you trust that you can, you know, that you know cares about you, mm-hmm. that will help you work through that. Um, that's that's yeah. the number one thing that I can recommend. Um, and then number two is, you know, re- realistically keep that whole emotion truth um, thing in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do, if you do those two things, um, as well as recognize that you can't control someone else, you can only control you, and do everything you can. Like I can say with absolute, you, you talked about, you know, take us through what you maybe would have done differently or what have you. I would, I, I'm being dead honest here. I would not change at all how I handled the divorce situation because. I know that while we were separated, I did everything that I could um, at the time. I did everything that I could to, you know, try to make things work. Um, we ended up getting back together for a month, and then uh, there was a situation where she had an affair, and I, you know, caught red-handed. She had all my stuff packed, uh, and, well, not really packed, but in garbage bags on the porch, and I said, I'm not leaving. I don't have a reason to leave this time. And she said, well, then I'll leave. And I said, that's not what I want, but I can't make you stay. And mm-hmm. she left. Two weeks later, she came and got her stuff. About four weeks later, I got served with divorce papers. And it only took about six months for that to all, all go through. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, there were there were plenty of times after she left where, like, I'd come home and, you mm-hmm. know, my kids aren't here, my wife isn't here, and it just killed me. Um, mm-hmm. But I had I had a lot of really good support. That, that's the uh, you know that's another thing. Like it's basically the concept of getting a mentor. Have those people around you that give a crap about you that are going to build you up, uh, but also yeah. that are going to call you out. Like yeah. I had I had a couple people that were specifically designated, and they knew it that if I came home. And it was, you know, after 10 o'clock because I had gone out to have a beer with some friends or whatever. Um, if I came home and coming home to an empty house wrecked me that way, um, I could call them. And there was one friend in particular. She kind of always seemed to get my after midnight calls, um, but she would always answer. And I'd say, you know, I don't want to mention her name just out of courtesy, but I'd just be, we'll call her Jane. Um, I'd be like, Jane. I want to call her. I've had a couple drinks, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know I'm not completely sober. Like, I'm I'm wrecked right now. And she would verbally slap me upside the head and be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you've got to have people in your life that are going to call you out like that, but also ones that are going to yeah. build you up. And, you know, if you believe in God, people that will pray with you and pray for you. And Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so to bring that out to a general audience... Like you said, uh, it's important to recognize that everyone struggles. Yep. It's okay that you're struggling. And reach out to other people who have struggled, or at least understand your struggle in a way and can help you. Reach out to people who can help you, but but people who aren't so emotionally invested that they're going to be afraid to tell you when you're fucking up. Yep. 
Right, cause, because cause, it's really easy to reach out to your mom or your brother or your sister and say, I need help, right? But those people can't necessarily, because of their their own feelings and things about regarding your their relationship with you, sit there and also tell you when you're being, in, like, when you're fucking up, right? When right. When you're doing something you shouldn't, when you're saying something you shouldn't, right? When When you're behaving in a way that you shouldn't be behaving. That's not good for your recovering your, or like you getting over whatever it is you're trying to get over, right? It's important to have those right. people who can be. I don't want to say impartial, right? Because because they're partial, they care about you, but the, those people who aren't afraid they can take a, they who, who can aren't take afraid of you never talking to them again. I think is right. what I mean. Like like they're just like if like the the type of people who are like if you don't talk to me again. That's that's your choice, and right. and I'm okay with that because I care about you enough to tell you the truth. Right. And, but but I don't care so much that I'm afraid that you're going to walk out the door. Um, well, well, or that that fear you know trumps the other portion because you, you know just to kind of piggyback on that, you know I didn't talk to my mom, I didn't talk to family members. Um, the people that I surrounded myself with, most of them were older people, you know, not necessarily like 60 plus, but like people that were older than me, people that I knew struggled, people that I, you know, seen be there for me previously with smaller things. And, you know, realistically, it's, it's got to be people that are willing to willing to take a step back and look at your situation objectively and try mm-hmm. to see that bigger picture while you're not able to. Yeah, that that's huge. Like for me, I've uh, like I've been in therapy for uh, a long time now. Well, a little over a year now. I've been in the right therapy a little over a year now. Uh, yeah, with the right therapy is important. The, the right therapy, where uh, where I I've learned a lot of skills, but uh, but it's very important. Like I said, um, for me to have that person, right, my therapist in this case, who who knows what I need to learn. All right, who knows what I need to hear, and uh, and who I can call, who I can talk to every week, who holds me accountable to the things that I need to do, and um, and that's really really important to find that person. Like I said, it doesn't have to be someone you pay, right? That, right. that does make it right. easier. That does make it easier uh, for for the other person because like a therapist cares about you, right? But you're paying them. Right. And uh, and it, and so like it it does make it a little bit easier for them to be objective, um, and uh, and to recognize the the boundaries of that relationship where they're they're, they're just there to help you, um, right. and and so you don't necessarily have to have that rest. I always struggle with this word uh, reciprocity. <clears throat> reciprocity. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? Uh, where you don't always have to reciprocate that. Right, like right. you don't have to help them. You don't have to be there for them when when they struggle. They have their own people, right? It it's the person who's there to to help you, who cares about you, but like so isn't reliant on maintaining that relationship in such a way that they're afraid to lose it. Um, right, which is really really important. Uh, something else that you talked about in there, which I think is really really important, uh, which kind of goes down into uh, this is a little bit of science here. Um, but, but it's just, it's well-based research. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier, emotions have a purpose and, uh, and research has shown us that emotions have essentially three main purposes. Um, 
It's to to motivate, right? So uh, to get you out and to get you to do something, right? Uh, to validate, uh, which means to uh, to communicate to yourself that what you're experiencing and what you're doing is the right thing or the wrong thing. Well, the right thing. Validate is is the right thing, right? right. Uh, or to communicate, which means to uh, to be able to communicate with others to communicate to others uh the situation right those are the purposes of of emotion and so uh especially in a marriage especially in relationships um you have to be very self-aware with what you're feeling oh yeah uh, um but so you can also recognize uh your emotions like i said they serve a purpose and they're they're often trying to tell you something like i said our emotions can lie to us but a lot of times they're there. For, they're there for a reason, and they're there to tell you. They're there to communicate something with you, and it might be to motivate you to go talk to someone. Right. Right. Uh, like if you're if you're feeling loneliness and you're in a relationship, th- that's probably a sign you need to talk about something. Right. right? Or if you're feeling Absolutely. frustration or anger. Right. And and something else you talked about there, which I think is important, is that. Um relationships are it's it's all evaluation game like it's it's always a, it's all about a give and take and and it's all about um uh what you're willing to take on or give up for that relationship um and and uh but and what i mean by that is essentially that um sometimes like there are things that you want in your life Right. And sometimes those things are at odds with each other. Right. Right. Sometimes to be, to keep a marriage, uh, you, you have to give up a friendship or, or you have to give up the dream of moving to New York or touring in a band or, uh, or sometimes like you have to take on someone else's very passionate desire to tour in a band, move to New York, be friends with a particular individual. Right. right, like, like it's always, like, it's always, like, sometimes you have to take something on and be willing to take that on or give it up, and uh, and it's a value some game in the sense that, um, sometimes, like, you just have to be really, really honest with yourself, and say, to main for this relationship, to maintain this relationship, I either have to, I have to do this, in some way, right, right. and and to communicate that with each other, and sometimes it's. I value this relationship, but I value this thing or these relationships more. Like, and not necessarily that I don't value this, but like, it's, it's a question of, of, like I said, it's choices. It's choices and it's being self-aware and, and understanding what your emotions are trying to tell you. Right. And if you're feeling a lot of anger and frustration, sadness and loneliness in your inner marriage or in a relationship, right. It might be that you're giving up more than you're willing to, to be in that. Um, and you either need to come to terms with that or you need to compromise or break off or what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, um, I think something really important that you touched on was being on it, being able to be honest with yourself. Um, because if you can't be honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. you can't be honest with somebody else. Um, if you, and, and here's the other thing that I, that I think, Fit, ties in with that as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of times 
those of us that have dealt with depression or anxiety or what have you, um, or, or a myriad of different things, what, what can sometimes what we can sometimes find ourselves doing is even introverts can sometimes get to a point where they don't like being by themselves. Uh, extroverts, mm-hmm. I think, like extroverts like myself, deal with this more often. But um, it, well, it, you, yeah, they're harder to sit with emotions. Right. right? Well, and when you're by yourself, you tend to you tend to have to sit with those emotions and deal with them. Right. And and the point that I want to make with it is that if if you I, I'll frame it this way: if you're hanging out with a group of people and you don't like those people, you're uncomfortable hanging out with them. You're uncomfortable in that situation. You want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes we forget to apply that same logic to just being by yourself. Um, yeah. Because realistically, if if you're by yourself and you're uncomfortable and you want to leave, <laughs> what a, what is it about yourself that's making you uncomfortable in that situation? And, and yeah. like you said, having that self-awareness and being able to dig through that. Because um, realistically, you, you, you can't, if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with other people if you can't, you know, enjoy your own self it's hard to expect it's hard to truly enjoy the presence of other people if you can't mm-hmm. love yourself it's hard to actually love other people I know that from um, you know, we could go we could yep we could go on and on and on about that but i think that's really important to to touch on here as well yeah yeah and so to, to kind of recap a little bit <laughs> because uh we've kind of uh, gone down a couple of branches here but i i think there's yep. a, a main central thesis here right and it's something that I've wanted to talk about actually the past couple of episodes and I just haven't had the opportunity yet, which is our our emotions and what we're feeling is really, really important. Um, yes, it and, is. And being able, being able to put a name to those things is just as important. And so you have to be willing to sit down and really, like I said, figure out, well, what am I feeling What's making me feel this way? What vo- what things have I experienced that are making me feel this way? And, and is this a valid emotion that I'm feeling, right? Or am I, or am I vulnerable because I haven't eaten and I haven't slept? Right. Right. And well, when, when I think um, I think what you're describing is just you know taking some inventory of what's going on, um, mm-hmm. but but as well you know exactly what I talked about is kind of the process that you're laying out is digging through the emotion to find out what the truth is because the truth is so much more important than how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. And, and I said, and something that's really important is that this is something that you have to do daily. That it's a daily part of your life, and I think Matthew can speak from this experience. I think that might be something maybe you've learned <laughs> through through all this. Is that um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, what I'm saying I say maybe is I don't want to put words into your mouth, right? But it's the idea that um, taking emotional inventory and val- validating those emotions in the sense that you recognize that emotions serve a purpose. Um, yes, they do. Like you might what you're feeling might be an invalid emotion in the sense that uh, you you shouldn't necessarily be afraid right now or you shouldn't feel angry right now or if you should feel angry you shouldn't maybe like your intensity is at like an 80 out of 100 and it should be at like a 20 
Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the fact is that this is a daily part of your life and it, and it affects all your relationships, your relationships with your kids, your, your wife, your coworkers, yourself. Right. Um, like it really affects how you interact with the world, um, right. and, and how you exist in the world and being able to put a name to those things and recognize where you're at. And then, uh, and then the next step is being able to kind of regulate those emotions in the sense yeah. that, uh, recognizing like, oh shit, I'm angry at a hundred right now. But if I just ate something and took a nap, it would probably come down to a 60. Or if I went outside or, you know, recognizing that there are things you can do to help either downregulate or even upregulate your emotions. Like, holy shit, I haven't felt joy or love in like a month right. or like really felt it. And so what, what can I do to make myself happy, right? To feel that joy or, or to make myself feel like, can I spend more time with my kids to feel more love? You know, right. to, to feel the, to express, be able to express more love and be able to feel that more, increase those pleasant events and, and stuff. And so a key part of that is being able to really take stock of your emotions. And that really helped you get through your divorce. Right. right? Was being able to really, like I said, learn that oh, these emotions are here. The things I'm feeling are here. I need to figure out what they are and I need to be able to talk to other people about them. Right. To help me. Yeah, I, th I, th I think the two biggest takeaways from our conversation is, you know, be able to take that emotional inventory and be self-aware, but then it's not just all about self. Yeah. You, you, you've got to get help. Yeah. You know, what? And, and even if it's something small, like, I feel really indifferent. I, you know, I feel a lot of nothing the last month, and I don't understand it. You know, life's not terrible. I've been through that. Um, and, you know, being able to say, okay, you know, let me find somebody who's willing to to mentor me on this. I think, yeah, I think those are the two biggest takeaways. Yeah. Excuse me. Is, so, uh, is, uh, be self-aware and be willing to reach out. Yeah. So one thing I want I want a quick touch on here is we, we, we talked a lot about uh, the struggle that you went through and kind of how you overcame it. Um, so now that you've done all that uh, and you talked a little bit about the beginning, like the changes that's made in your life, but... Well, what are the major, like, one or two major, like, success stories? Like, the, the success you've achieved, kind of, despite that, uh, despite those struggles, um, because of how you overcame it, right, and the things you learned and the experience itself, and, and what success have you been able to achieve? I think, um, I think I can kind of multifacet that, you know, I've... Like I, like I said before, my relationship with my ex-wife is, like, we get along so much better now. Um, she still annoys the crap out of me sometimes. I still annoy the crap out of her sometimes. It's just the nature of, you know, being around somebody. But, um, right. <laughs> but, but, um, but we get along a lot better now, um, which is awesome. Here we are two, you know, over two years removed from the divorce being final. And that's, that's pretty cool to say. Um. Another thing that's really awesome that came out of it that if you'd have told me, you know, honestly, it's one of those things like I even talk about it now and a lot of people I don't think believe me, but so my stepdad and I, when I was in high school, we hated each other, like straight up hated mm -hmm. each other. Like I almost punched him in the face. He told me he wished I was dead. Yeah, we hated each other. Um, he, it's a really long story, but um, 
me going through my divorce actually caused him and I to have a some semblance of a working decent relationship. Um, it's amazing. Which is it's amazing which what is a just, shared experience can do. Right, right. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, so, so yeah, my stepdad and I started having a halfway decent relationship. I was still trying to work on that. Um, like I said, I feel I know it's made me a better dad because it's made me more patient. Um, you know, and and the other two things that I think have you know really been successful for me out of it is um, I work in a call center and I've worked in call centers for the last ten years, um, but the last year and a half since this has happened, um, year and a half, two years, I've really just started to thrive. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten two. I've gotten you know, you know. Lots of uh, you know promotion opportunities and uh, raise opportunities and different things like that. I get looked at to help uh, train new people, uh, train people in general with how to you know be on the phone. Um, because realistically, I was able to take what I'd learned from this situation and apply it to how I deal with my customers and mm-hmm. um, you know and and be even keel and not get emotional even if they do and stuff like that. I mean, that's been invaluable um, to my professional to my professional life. Um, and then uh, just short little uh, additional one here. My, my, my ex-wife never really – she said she supported my um, – my being a musician and and this that and the other thing, but she never really actually did in in, in practice, um, and so that's something that's been able to be really successful as well because I've got Lost Harbor doing this show and you know really working out there. Um, I've also in a cover band called Hired Guns that does shows around town and that's been helpful for some extra side money, but also you know getting me back into music and you know helping me work on. You know, my my singing again because I didn't really have an opportunity to do that while I was married with her and you know, actually sing in a professional environment like that. So, um, you know, that's something that's been really cool too. Is you know now she she doesn't have to be supportive. Um, mm-hmm. She just has to have the kids when it's her turn. So, <laughs> like, yeah. it just it it affords me the opportunity to do those things without mm-hmm. you know worry about her being upset at me, like, if she doesn't want me to be a rock star, that's on her, I'm going to be a rock star anyway, like, it's her time to have the kid, yeah. it was supposed to be her night to have the kids, so. Exactly, yeah. and, uh, yeah, and I think that's really, really important to touch on, is the fact that, like, like, not, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think <laughs> of the, the best way to say this, um, because I am married as well, and uh, and uh, and so, essentially, trying to say is uh relationships and things like that. Um, you you will make choices and decisions and sacrifices about what you do and what you don't do. Yeah. And um, and being able to be in touch with your emotions, um, and being able to recognize when, when, the value that you're getting out of out of that relationship right um and not to say that like it you know it's all it's all about you know just like the math right but 
where essentially like the, the joy and the love and the happiness and and everything that you get out of that relationship right outweighs maybe the sense of loss or the things like that that you might experience from choosing not to do something right, right? um like if it if that math doesn't make sense anymore right like it's it might be better for all those involved in that relationship to change the nature of it right which, which right. might involve a divorce that might involve a separation it might involve a change of environment right it, it can involve all kinds of things but but to recognize that when something's wrong something's wrong and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be handled in some sort of way and sometimes that's sometimes that's divorce and sometimes that's making different cutting away different things um, but but when you go through that work when you put in the work that's necessary to change the nature of that relationship you can achieve um all kinds of success right which i think is invaluable I agree. Um, so uh so probably have about five minutes left here so just one or two more things here uh i, I generally ask um so because of what you've learned overcoming this right and the success you've already achieved and things like that um uh, I, i'm not a huge fan of five or ten year plans because the environment changes far too often for anyone to make plans that long besides the fact that i, I have agree. kids and they'll be around for 10 they'll be around for the next 80 years until i die um right. what what's the uh <laughs> what are kind of like your uh your goals uh your plan or like the things that you want to elevate your success in over the next one or two years um it, it's pretty simple. I'm, I've honestly, I've become a pretty simple guy. Um, I just want to be a good dad, um, be a good man. Um, I do have a girlfriend right now, and my five-year plan, I'd, I'd like to, you know, lock that down, so to speak. <laughs> um, and you know, you know, be a good dad, be a good friend, um, lock that down. Uh, Hopefully the band takes off, but that's not just work. There's luck involved with that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my my dream's always been to have music pay the bills, and you know, I feel like I'm kind of getting on on the course, getting on the path of that. If it doesn't, yeah. I've got a really good career with you know working mm -hmm. with call centers and banking and stuff like that too. That's something I'm really good at and I like. Yeah. So um, but, uh, I I, I, just, I love that. My my whole thing is just just be good, you know. Keep keep trying that's, to be better at what I do. So that's amazing advice. And uh, yeah, like just just be a good person, right? Well, like, well, like but what like yeah, that that's kind of the best advice you can give people, right? Is you know one of the best goals to have, right? Is just be the best person you can be. Don't right, be a be, dick and don't be a dick and try to be less of a dick as you get older. That's you know basically yeah. the advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, well, it's something that uh, that I want to touch on there is like they like said you you always kind of want music to be able to pay the bills, and so uh, and so this is true of anyone out there who has any sort of dream, right? Um, put in the work. You can't put yeah, in the work. Put in the put in the work, but you, and you deploy can't patience. Let, Right. Well, and, and, and here's the biggest thing that I learned a few years ago with that. Um, you, you can put in the work, but just because you put in the work doesn't mean that it's owed to you. Like nope. it's, it still might not happen and that sucks, but you've got to well, be willing. Cause you also to have to have the talent. 
Right. Well, you've got to put in the work. You got to put in the talent. You've got to have a little bit of luck. And you know, it, it's one of those things. Like I want, I want everybody's dream to come true, but it's not going to happen. You know, yeah. and and you've got to be willing to. You've got to be willing to be okay with yeah. things if it doesn't work out for yeah. you. you well, know, like if if this one doesn't work out, okay. I've yeah. got a good job. I've got good kids. Uh, you know, I've got a good lady. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, there's lots of good things I've got going on in my life aside from the fact yeah. that, you know, I've got a band that has an opportunity to do something. Yeah. You know, big, so also, so. yeah, so deploying that self-awareness, right? I tend to disagree with you a little bit there. I think everyone can achieve their dream. Uh, it's just the question of if they have the right dream, because like I said, you have yep, to have, that, that a good point. Yep. you have to have the talent, you have to put in the work, right? Like, and that's the biggest thing, right? You're not owed anything. So you always have to put in the work and, and it's not always quick, right? Matthew's, <laughs> Matthew's been doing this very, se- very seldom is long it quick? Been doing music, 13, 14, 15 years, um, right? I've, I've been performing since I was in third grade. So for 20 years. Right, it it's patience, people. Yeah. And remember, you have time. Matthew's twenty nine right now. Double the amount of time he's been on this planet. He's only fifty eight. It's really not that old. Yeah. And um, uh, and so deploy patience, put in the work. If you have the talent, so be self aware to to recognize if you have the talents or not. But if you have the talent and you put in the work and you deploy patience, it'll happen for you. Like it, but. It, it takes time, right? Some takes, people... It takes networking, too. Yep, it um, takes... And, which, like is, said, which, which, is a bit, which is a business term for knowing the right people. But, I mean, it, it, it honestly, and it doesn't necessarily mean knowing the right people. It means knowing people that are going to encourage you, knowing people that can give you advice, like real good advice. Um, yep. You know, there's a guy named Tyler that, you know, he's done a lot of my artwork. Um, he has been the most valuable asset to me when it comes to uh, how to, you know, do this music thing. Um, because he's yeah. a couple years older than me. He's done it, you know, just as long as I have. And he's, we're able to share stories and work together. And he said the yeah. same thing about me. Like, he, we learn from each other's experiences. Having those kind of people, oh, yeah. not necessarily... You know, knowing a record executive or anything yeah. so, like that. But. Oh, yeah, definitely. So to, to drop a little bit more value on you there, right, audience members, right, is surround yourself with the right people. And what we mean by the right people is people who are there to lift you up, not people who are there to help you stay where you're at. Yep. So surround yourself with the right people, deploy patience, put in the work. You'll get what you want if you have the talent. <laughs> and uh, And double down on what you're good at. Yep, right. Exactly. I, I, I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to borrow from uh, one of my favorite mentors. Well, not mentors. He, he doesn't fucking know who I am, but one of the favorite people I follow, which is Gary Vaynerchuk. Right? It's uh, stop trying to stop trying to learn how to do shit you're bad at. Right. Double and triple down right. on what you're really, really good at, and find and surround yourself with people who are good at the things that you need, and you'll do just fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know Matthew has another engagement to get to here soon so uh we'll kind of wrap this up uh matthew this has been fantastic uh before i go into the kind of closing housekeeping uh what's do you have one last piece of advice that you'd like to give anything else you'd like to say um or do you just want to shamelessly self-promote i mean (laughs) you you can certainly come out um i guess 
you know, what, what a I think I think a lot of what we've talked about tonight is the type of stuff that is extremely valuable to anyone. Um, you know, I, I don't ever want people to get hung up on the fact that I believe in God to um, you know kind of dismiss what I have to say. Um, and I and I think that that's something as well that um, we need to make sure that we address within our own you know emotional inventory is. You know, am I am I rejecting out of hand what somebody else has to say because I disagree with them on something else? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important, some of the most important things I've learned from people, um, you know, ended up being people that I don't really talk to anymore, or don't really follow anymore, or don't have a connection with anymore. But that doesn't mean that they didn't teach me something really important. Um, yeah. You know, the counselor that I had, uh, the counselor, like actual paid counselor that I had during um, the divorce and everything, I don't see him anymore. And that's got nothing to do with, you know, him, you know, not being a good counselor or anything. Schedules didn't work for a while, and now it's just kind of like I've got things figured out as far as my mentor and my inner circle and, you know, things like that. And um, I think it's important to remember that just because – you don't agree with somebody on one thing doesn't mean that you still can't learn something from them. Yeah. I think that's I think that's another good thing to take away from this too. Yeah. So uh, the brilliant words of Matthew right there. Long story short, you can learn something from anyone. So uh, yeah. so remember that. Uh, so that that'll be it for the podcast. Uh, just like I said, the housekeeping here. So you can uh, check out Matthew uh, on uh, Facebook.com. Uh, slash Matthew Nicodemus. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-N-I-C-O-D-E-M-U-S. Facebook.com slash Matthew Nicodemus. Instagram at Sufu Matthew. For those of us who are not around (laughs) from Sioux Falls, that's S-U-F-U-M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Yep, I've had that one one for a long time. (laughs) So uh, be sure to check out his... uh, both of his bands uh the one who's playing on saturday is lost harbor so that's facebook.com slash lost harbor that's instagram at lost harbor and the youtube channel is lost i'm assuming they can just search out youtube um, yep yep we just got the youtube and, uh, lost harbor channel so it's yep. really easy to find his cover band is hired guns uh, you can check them out facebook.com slash hired guns and it's guns with a z so H I R E D G U N Z S D. So uh, for South Dakota, yeah. For South Dakota, uh, if you want to book them, I'm sure you can reach out to them via their Facebook pages. Sure um, can. This has been fantastic, Matthew. It's been wonderful talking with you. Um, I agree. Like we'll have to have you on again at some point <laughs> uh, to get an update uh, thanks, dude. on the band. Uh, and uh, and when you're a famous rock star. Um, it'll be really, really great for uh, my advertising. <laughs> I had him I'll, on before I'll, he was I'll be out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, be sure to subscribe, follow, like, uh, do whatever uh, on whatever platform you're consuming this on. Uh, rate it, review it. Um, and something I want to do, I want you people to actually talk to me. 
because I don't know if anyone actually cares about what I'm saying. So actually comment <laughs> I, I, or do I shit. I care about what you're saying. I well, care about what you're that, saying, Caleb. There's at least one person. Well, actually, I, I'm going to say there's at least three people now because I've interviewed three people who actually care. So that's well, awesome. hopefully, hopefully four with your wife. So yeah, <laughs> she meant she. I, I convinced her to actually like the page, the Facebook. There page. you go. There you yeah, go. So, uh, so you can find us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Overcoming PC. Um, I really should get the Instagram up and like. I have the account. I haven't posted a single thing since I created it, so I really should do that. Um, and then uh, you can check us out, um, The Overcoming Podcast with Caleb Van Vorn on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, twitch.tv slash Caleb Van Vorn for the live broadcasts, uh, but I'll also be posting uh, the recordings up there as well since uh, we can't broadcast at the moment. Um, thank you very, very much for tuning in. Uh, this has been fantastic. See you all next week.